This is Dr. Jay Corsandi, and you're listening to The Best Night Ever, the show that's dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. Over the last 20 years of treating patients, I've worn many hats, including dentist, engineer, psychologist, artist, corporate executive, and more. I found that the key to success, health, and longevity lies in sleep, and that's why I created this show. I want to teach you how to make sleep your best friend. Join me on a journey to uncover cutting-edge science, life-changing tips from renowned experts, ancient and modern sleep secrets, game-changing routines, and lifestyle hacks that will educate, inspire, and ultimately help you get the best night ever. That, my friends, is the universal sound that sends shivers down everyone's spines. I know, because I've been a dentist for almost 20 years, but I don't drill on teeth anymore. However, in this show, I had an eye and mind-opening conversation with a dentist that thinks way outside the box. In this episode, I speak with Dr. Dominic Nischwitz. Dr. Dome, as he's known, is the founder of the first center for biological dentistry in Germany. He specializes in ceramic implants. And now if you know a thing or two about implants, people typically think there are these metal posts that are drilled into the jawbone, but he actually does something quite different. He also treats what are called cavitations, which we'll talk about, the removal of amalgams, which are called silver fillings. And he takes a total A to Z approach to health optimization, beginning with addressing the problems that all start in your mouth. Now, being in the dental industry for over 20 years, I've seen all kinds of dental offices, all the way from your low-income family clinics to the fancy Beverly Hills, Rodeo Drive, masterpiece, marble floor stuff. And although I haven't been to his clinic physically, I do know that it's not your normal dental office. I mean, he's created a healing sanctuary for people who are looking to get better and for those who want to take their health to the next level. If you've been dealing with some chronic issues that just won't go away and have tried numerous different health protocols with not enough improvement, you're going to want to pay extra attention to this episode. In this episode, we're going to discuss how Dr. Dome found his way into biological dentistry. What does biological or holistic dentistry actually mean? So Dr. Dome coined a phrase that's health starts in your mouth. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the diversity and importance of the oral microbiome. You may have heard of the gut microbiome, but uh, we're going to get into the mouth division of it. How gum disease bacteria can show up in Alzheimer's patients' brains. What's the challenges with general dentistry? Why root canals have become controversial. You may or may not have heard about that movie that was on Netflix and his thoughts on them. What a cavitation is and the problems that it can cause. How do dentists use ozone in dentistry? And ozone is becoming very popular in therapeutics these days, and there is a role for it in the dental environment. What's in the future for dentistry? And it's rather interesting to find out all the different things that are just around the corner, especially when you go visit one of these holistic or biological dentists. And some more surprises, so stay tuned. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and my sleep recommendations and all the things I do for sleep, you can follow me on Instagram at my account there. It's called Sleep Biohacker. Biohacker is someone who likes to modify their environment through supplements, routines, meditations, tech, all kinds of goodies. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how dentistry can be a biohack tool for you. 
And if you find this show or other shows in the past helpful, please share with a friend or two or hit the subscribe button. That helps me grow my audience and continue to get amazing guests like Dr. Dome to share their knowledge with you. And without any further ado, on to the show. All right, and we are live. Dr. Dome, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Jay, for having me. It's a pleasure. So I'm super excited to have you on here. I know we've been trying to line this up for a while. I know both of our schedules are pretty hectic, but we finally got it done. A little bit of technical issues, but we got it done now. I wanted to learn a little bit more about your journey. I know a little bit about your journey because I'm a dentist, you're a dentist, so we do have a similar foundational background, but we both kind of went in, in, in different ways. And yours is something that most dentists, I would say 99% maybe, are not familiar with, especially a lot of the public is also not familiar with what you do. So can you kind of tell me and everyone how your journey went from regular dentistry into what you're doing now? Yeah, of course I can. Thank you. So yeah, what I'm doing now is I call it biological dentistry and it's basically an overlap of, you can say functional medicine, health optimization, biohacking and high tech dentistry. So of course I had to study dentistry in university and yeah, I was always very, very good with my hands, like very skilled in the tech, in the technical part. And yeah, but it wasn't quite the thing being a dentist, like the whole university, I just studied, yeah, and wasn't even sure at the end of the university if that's the right thing, but parallel to university, for me personally, I started to optimize my health when I was in civil service, so right before dentistry, actually, and was, yeah, learning everything about nutrition, about, yeah, performance optimization. So basically it was all about getting muscle or more muscular to be better with sports. I wanted to become a professional skater and then later it started with bodybuilding or, or strength training, just basically for myself personally. And I was doing all this parallel to university and that kind of like matched a bit when we had to study chemistry, biochemistry, physics, which I didn't know before applying to dental school. I just thought I'm good with my hands, so that's it. And in school, I didn't learn anything about chemistry or physics. I wasn't good at, uh, not good, but I wasn't interested in school. Let's see it like this. So because I was doing all the nutritional things and food and everything with strength training, I was also interested in supplements and whey protein and glutamine and creatine. And it's all kind of like, yeah, that's why I was interested in biochemistry actually while doing university. But also at the end, like in 10 semester, something was still missing. So I was, my dad is a dentist and I was telling him, dad, I'm not sure if dentistry will be the right thing for me. I'm good with my hands, but something is missing. I didn't know what it was and I didn't connect these things I was doing for my body to get me healthy because I wasn't as healthy as I would like to be when I was a kid. So I started to go learn about, yeah, surgery. I wanted to become a surgeon. I applied for the, if you have to, if after university you have to do an attendancy or like two years at another doctor before you can open your own clinic. That's normal in Germany. You can do it at the hospital or you can do it at another like doctor. And I was lucky to find a very good surgeon. He was, he was doing 1,000 titanium implants per year for the last 25 years. So he was really a good teacher. And at the same time, he was doing these amalgam fillings. You probably heard about this already because this is kind of like my story. And again, amalgam fillings, I knew from my dad that amalgam is somewhat toxic. And for me personally, it was just ugly. From an aesthetic point of view, I could never do ugly amalgam fillings for my, for my patients. And 
having heard about that it was like something like not healthy, I was telling my boss, sorry, I can't do the amalgam fillings. I will bring in the composites, the ceramics, all the white stuff, basically. And yeah, because I was giving that statement, like pretty bold statement to your, to your new and first boss, like I had to, had to know what I was saying. So I looked up in the internet about heavy metals, about amalgam, and like suddenly this whole universe about heavy metal detoxification and yeah, chronic disease and all these problems opened up in front of me. I was, I found my, one of my first mentors there, Dr. Dietrich Klinghardt and a lot of good German guys like Joachim Mutter, Thomas Rao was, were all doing integrative medicine and they were all looking also that they, they were teaching a big part about oral health, about heavy metals, about chronic infections, about root canals, about these cavitations. So all these things I've never heard of in university. It's like, a whole new universe for me and it all clicked because I was very good at biochemistry and nutrition and all these things basically have metal detoxification it's just biochemistry you have to know how all these nutrients work how liver phase one and two works how to use binders what are heavy metals in the first place etc and also on the other side I knew as a dentist in Germany and I think the same in California you have to remove amalgam when you remove it from your mouth or when you drill it out you have to remove it as toxic waste product mm -hmm. it's like huh? i cannot do toxic waste products in my patients that's not that makes no sense so the ugly part unhealthy heard of my dad and then learning all these things from Dietrich Klinger. so i basically never did any amalgam fillings but started to remove all amalgam fillings initially under all the precautions i was finding in the internet like rubber dam and the special cleanup device, instead of drilling the filling, I was going around it and more like and breaking it out. And, and we, we used kind of like all measurements possible to remove those. But one thing I didn't know was I didn't, I didn't protect myself. So I was basically removing all the melting fillings of all the patients under special precautions, giving them their nutritional designs and their micronutrients and their binders, whatever I found out to help them. But yeah, kind of like slowly intoxicated me because of all the murky vapor I was drilling out. So I was feeling that. But basically the first year after university, besides learning all the surgical skills, I was basically thinking that I found the holy grail for health optimization. And I thought that's heavy metals. But of course it wasn't. I could help a lot of patients already. So let's say about 60% of our patients had very good results and they changed their lifestyles. and. Maybe their repression went away, or their chronic back pain, or their chronic something. But for like, let's say 40% of all the patients didn't do anything good, maybe made it worse. So I was doing a seminar at the end of the year 2009, I guess, with Dietrich Klingart himself, because I wanted to ask the final questions. What am I missing here and stuff? And then I was, yeah, he was talking about the root canals and the cavitations, and I basically didn't have any kind of like solution for this and I was just searching and then let's say about three or four years I was yeah I thought I'm going to be a consultant in functional medicine I also became a naturopathic doctor in Germany I learned basically everything neurotherapy ozone therapies all intravenous therapy therapies you can even imagine of I tried I found all all about I found all these old school protocols from Friedrich Klemmer about high vitamin C stuff I tried that on myself and yeah basically 
back then I didn't know about the word biohacking, but nowadays you would probably call me one. And that's what they're all doing here in Germany. So since one year, I'm kind of like adopting this world of biohacking in Germany here. It was just a coincidence while giving a podcast interview. So it took me quite a while. And I didn't have a solution, had a solution as a surgeon for titanium implants because I knew then, okay, titanium is, is a metal. Fuck, I cannot place another metal, but I'm, I'm a surgeon and I love to do place implants. And what can I do about these root canals? Because I didn't want to just rip out teeth and leave gaps. And yeah, I didn't know what else. And of course, I was looking further and further and I did the whole autonomic response testing with the Kringart. So I basically did all his causes available online, offline. And through his courses, I found my next mentor, which is Dr. Ulrich Volks. You may have heard of him. He's the owner and founder of the ceramic implants company. I use it Swiss Standard Solutions. I don't get any money of this. I'm just using them as every other dentist because it's basically the best because he invented those because he's also a biological dentist and he needed a solution. So I found him because I asked him to shadow for one day. So I went in his clinic and this was about 2000, beginning of 2013. And initially, after five minutes, I knew, okay, he's a great surgeon and he's placing white implants. And I knew zirconia from Dietrich Klinger is a healing stone. You can place it. It's biocompatible and it's an implant. So basically from this day on, the whole concept was finalized, like the nutritional part, the lifestyle part, everything else. And the whole, the whole big picture for me as a surgeon, yeah, was finally happening. And yeah. Then all these patients came in. I initially started looking deeper into these oral interference because now I had a solution. I said, okay, we have to remove the root canal. There's big cysts underneath. I can help you with the ceramic implant and we will pre we will change your lifestyle, change your, your diet. Back then I didn't have the food design concept I developed later, but of course I already knew what the foundation was. This is the lifestyle. Basically nine out of 10 chronic diseases are lifestyle based. So that's, I knew back then already that this is where the gold is, but I had to remove the oral interference because I knew if I remove oral interference, the body will, will be able to heal itself if you supply the right tools to make it anabolic and heal. So I had a few critical patients and it was kind of like healing overnight. And yeah, from there on, we just like worked our way and like found new solutions. I'm basically searching for new hacks, new tricks, new extras, tiny bits all the time to yeah to yeah. focus on how to get optimal health, but by starting with your mouth. And you know that with all the podcasts and everything we're listening to here, the mouth mouth is the mirror of your overall health, but nobody discusses this. And you know, everybody's talking about chronic infection, about toxins, about the innate immune system, about the microbiome, about all these things. But basically, the entrance to your body is your mouth. And all these things start there, like leaky gut. You know about leaky gum. If you have a titanium implant or you have a peri periodontitis or whatever, you have like swollen or infected tissue, then you have an opening there. That's the leaky gum, I call it, instead of the leaky gut. It's kind of like the same because it's the entrance of your gut is your gut. It's like a leaky mouth syndrome. I call it leaky, yeah, leaky mouth, leaky gum syndrome, and toxins. So if you go by the old Hal Huggins, who actually died, but he's one of the first biology dentists, he said like detoxing people when the yeah the tox the, the source of the toxicity is still in your mouth. It's kind of like showering and trying to rub yourself or like dry yourself at the same time. 
And this is what I see a lot of times. And this is what we have to change because it's all about optimal health and or health optimization or like not absence of disease, but making it better. And according to Dietrich Klinghardt or Thomas Rao from Paracelsus Clinic or Tom Levy, you know, probably the heart surgeon who was talking about root canals, 70% at least of all chronic disease have their root cause in the mouth. And nowadays we have the solutions for this. We don't have to like cripple patients by ripping out teeth and just drilling out holes all, like the bone and being super aggressive or like old school surgeons. We, have to, we can do this like very minimal invasive. And this is how we developed all these protocols to yeah, basically have it done all in one. You can see it's like 10 years or more than 10 years of work. And I'm doing this basically for, I'm 37 now. So I started the phase of optimizing myself when I was 20, so 17 years now. Because I was as healthy as I had to. I want to become a professional skater. So my lifestyle in the 90s was more like I could be the one who drinks the most. I can do a tray flip over the pyramid with a cigarette in my mouth. I didn't do drugs, but alcohol, I think, is the worst. And that was the phase of it. was kind of like that. We did a lot of alcohol. I don't know. It wasn't a good idea. But of course, I'm happy that I did it. I had my challenges. I took them. And that's why I learned all these things. So here we are. Here we are now. And we're talking to talking to each other and yeah the dentists when they like doing everything from just the mechanical part of you is it actually correct if i say mechanical part or what would you say like craftsmanship so this should be the base for all dentists what we do is high-tech dentistry you have to be very skilled but you can see your mouth as a part of your whole body which means that's biological dentistry because you know fda and stuff they regulate fillings and things in your mouth kind of like outside of your body and call them devices. I, I think the FDA is right now talking about about the mercury issue again, but still it's, it's healthy. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so that, that was a lot. And, and I want to kind of go through some of these things. You, you mentioned a lot of things that people may have heard of some things they may have not I mean for me you know I went to dental school about 20 years ago and one of my professors there actually wrote a book wrote a the the book on silver fillings and amalgams so he was like his name is Ricker James Ricker it was in Chicago and you know these guys were hardcore fanatics for silver fillings for mercury fillings whatever you want to call them you know I get out of school it's funny you mentioned because one of my first jobs was as an associate dentist and the office was a big, uh, it's called an HMO clinic. You know, these HMO is, is, is insurance plans and they don't cover a lot, but they cover silver fillings. So that my boss, he was telling me, you know, don't, you know, just do what you got to do and put these fillings in. And, and I had a problem with it. I was conflicted because I was starting to learn things about medicine, health, toxicities. And, you know, I, I was being told to do one thing. I didn't want to do it. And I actually got fired from that job. So and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And, you know, when I still think of there's people here and I have, you know, we, I'm sure we have colleagues or we know people that are dentists that are still putting in silver fillings. I know there's clinics here in L.A. that are, you know, for lower income and they still do it and they do it on kids. And you want to talk about toxicities, you know, putting in, you know, you know amalgams in kids is I can't imagine. So. I see that, and, and then I, you know, we hear about all these things with you know, root canals, the, the, the Netflix documentaries, these things called cavitations. 
there's so much going on that, that people have heard these buzzwords, but they, they might not know completely what's going on. So as far as silver feelings goes, I get that one. I can't, like you said, I can't imagine putting in a silver feeling right now or even, you know, let alone taking one out of a patient because it would just be, you know, toxic, toxic exposure for everybody in the office, you know, unless you do it correctly. Like you said, under, you know, w- with rubber dam and, and suction and nasal hoods and, you know, all the, the protocols. So let's go through a couple of these things here too. So, you know, I, we covered amalgams and silver fillings. If people have them, w- why should they be concerned, I guess, if, if they have them, should they take them out? Should they leave them in? Should they not mess with them? What do you think about that one? Yeah. So first of all, of course, you have to take them out, but not just take them out. You have to find a skilled dentist who is able to do that under all things possible in terms of safe amalgam removal. You'll find a lot of those dentists probably at the IAOT, which use everything because it's the most toxic, non-radioactive element. And if you just drill it out, you will poison yourself heavier because it's about two to three micrograms in terms of mercury vapor per day that you per filling that you inhale. But if you drill it out without precautions, it's probably way more. And I've seen so many chronic sick patients that started to become chronic sick because they thought taking out the amalgam swings as fast as possible and without protection, of course, will help them. So yes, but with the big caveat, go to somebody who is skilled with, in doing this. Then, of course, 100%. And yeah, there are people that do that. The other thing is like root canal teeth. Is that what you want to cover? Yeah, sure. Yeah, root canal teeth is like, Basically, it's a pain treatment. So if you have a huge cavity and it goes to your pulp where your nerve system is, your autonomic nerve system is, your lymphatics and your blood supply, it hurts like hell. And then you need a root canal because you otherwise die because of the pain. So this is where it's initially was invented for. But I think over 100 years now, it's more like also a thing that people specialize on. And it's a high-skilled technical thing. And... I'm seeing way too many root canals being performed in the first place. But if, let's say you need a root canal because of pain, it's fine. But tooth is a living organ. Of course, it's, it's a hard material and you can only bite on it. And if you see dentistry in terms of history, and we, we all were just craftsmen. So, of course, it's hard. It doesn't grow anymore. So it must be dead. So you can do everything with it. But now we know that the tooth is a living organ. Yeah, which has all these like characteristics of any organ. Could be a stomach, a liver, blood supply, lymph supply, autonomic nervous system. So if you leave it, if you drill out all these things, this is basically what you do. You take out the pulp and all the living things of the tooth when you do the root canal. Then you have to see under a microscope or like a like a electronic microscope, but I don't know what it is in English. What is it again? A scan, I think a scanning electron microscope. Yeah, scanning electronic microscope. You can see that there's these dental tubules and one root has about one, if you add these dental tubules, it's about one kilometer or 0.6 miles of distance where all these anaerobic bacteria will now live. So the living part, there's research is pretty clear. The living part has an immune system, which will be able to help against invaders. They are always, you have this oral microbiome, they are anaerobic bacteria, they want to go into your gums and they want to go into your tooth. That's just basically normal. But the, the, the living pulp is able 
with the innate immune system to protect itself against it. If it's gone because it's a root canal, you have these tiny dental tubules. And I explain it to patients, it's kind of like the cats and mouse principle, because it's like tiny holes and these anaerobic bacteria or parasites or whatever, they're kind of like having, can change their structure. They could be just like a little round thing or a long thing, but they're basically able to go into these dental tubules. There's, the research is pretty clear. All bacteria is able to invade dental tubules, but the innate immune system, the macrophages, it, at least in terms of the textbooks we have, are a little bit too big. So the opening of such a dental tubule is kind of like two micrometers, which is super tiny. And the macrophages, I'm sure there are some that go into there, but most of them are described as about 20 microcentimeters, so micromillimeters. So they're too big. So if you have an immune system, an innate immune system, there is bacteria, i.e. infection, chronic infection in your root canal. And of course, the immune system will do something. That's what it has to do. Phagocytosis, production of cytokines, like the general innate cytokines are TNF-alpha, interleukin-1-beta, NF-kappa-B, you know all these. And basically make kind of like a cyst or granulomatose tissue around the tip just to protect the overall body from this infection. Kind of like the cat and mouse. So the mouse would be the bacteria and the cat is around it can do anything but helps itself by building tissue or connective tissue, i.e. a cyst to protect itself. Because the bacteria living in these dead organs now, of course they have their metabolism. They use oral amino acids like we, that we all have, like... They use the sulfur-containing, like methionine, cysteine, cysteine, and produce these highly toxic metabolites, which are called thioether and mercaptane. Those in itself, it's just the anaerobic metabolites, those in itself are super toxic. So in higher doses, you can use them to kill people. Of course, it's just microdosing there, but still on a daily basis. So your liver has a new like thing to detox every day and that's depending on your ability or your SNPs, can you methylate very well or do you have any lack of amino acids which most people do so they're having a problem with liver phase 2 you know what I mean so the detox, the toxic burden increases through these metabolites remember thioethylmercaptane volatile sulfur compounds that's one thing on the other side you can also become allergic to these things and if you're allergic to a tiny bit of something, you will always have an extreme immune reaction, yeah, which kind of like makes, yeah, your immune system gets chronically aggressive. And instead of living in harmony with all these microorganisms that are anyways in your oral microbiome or in your whole body, it starts to attack itself or attack, it attacks certain strains or just comes, yeah, a bit more aggressive over time. So whenever you have an immune problem and you can detox, it's a very bad combination because then you, because your body is basically detoxing all the time. Of course, you deplete yourself of nutrients because if you don't have the lifestyle to compensate for this, you probably end up being a little bit more toxic and maybe you become getting brain fog. Basically, you can have all symptoms possible from mercury. You can also have it from these thyroids and mercaptanes. You can also have it from gluten or from food intolerances you basically have to see which kind of stresses your body has to deal with on a regular basis but these things in your mouth they install 24 7 that's the big problem you cannot biohack your way around the dentist in this case because you have a chronic oral interference luckily we have 
solutions for this one. And okay, you know, now you have you have the cavity or the cave for anaerobic bacteria because there's no more immune system. I just recap it. Then you have these standard tubules, like big spaces where all these bacteria can live, no immune system. You have your innate immune system reacting with the chronic infection. Then you have the toxic part with the metabolized thyroid and urticane. And you can also become allergic to these. So it's quite a few things that I didn't want to have in my body. And if I have a solution, it's good. So root canals is not a good idea. Of course, you need them for initial pain treatment if everything else is not possible anymore. And the whole the cavity is so big. But basically, we have to dig further because having a cavity in the first place is a sign of not being healthy or undernourished mostly, having vitamin D3 deficiency, minerals, etc. And the third interference or big interference that you didn't, you don't even learn in university is the thing called cavitations in layman's terms. That's totally wrong. Just cavitations means there's a hole in the jawbone, which is containing basically everything, kind of like a huge dumping area. And it develops after big time surgery, mostly in wisdom teeth area, because this is the teeth we normally generally remove on a big yeah, scale of a big broad on all patients, basically, because we don't have space for these teeth, which you can cover in, uh, later, why we don't have any space. And the medical term, basically, is not cavitations. And it's also not NICO. The thing is called CIBD, or chronic ischemic bone disease. Or better, what we should use now is the term Dr. Johann Lechner from Germany has coined. He's basically the one behind all the research for cavitations for the last 40 years. He calls it fatty degenerative osteonecrotic jawbone, FDOJ. This is what you should call it. And you can also only get the diagnosis basically after doing surgery. So before you have to diagnose it on a cone beam, 3D, three-dimensional, X-ray, and you basically only see a difference in gray and black, and you can see an osteolytic process there. And I've, I've done over 3,000 cavitation surgeries. I've placed over 3,000 ceramic implants. So I... Probably have a good nose, I don't know if you can say this. So I will smell those against the wind. And I plan all of all these cavitations on a two on a two-dimensional panoramic x-ray and with the patient's history. So if I know the patient had his wisdom teeth removed, probably a good surgeon, big cuts, huge trauma, didn't prepare the patient with the right food design, no vitamin D3 level covered, everything basically maybe when they were in the teenage years. So the body was just not able to heal these things. And because of a lack of nutrients, because of a lot of stress, because of big trauma, and your body is only able to cover the area with gum and a little bit of cortical bone, but inside you have these huge cavitations. And this is fatty, really fatty, nasty bone. And the huge problem is that we are working on this trigeminous nerve. Yeah, this is the, all teeth are basically a part of your brain. So the trigeminous nerve starts in your brainstem, and there are 12 brain nerves we learned in university. And 50% of the space for all these brain nerves is covered by the trigeminous nerve. So it must be very important. And if you have a cavitation or root canal or whatever stressor on the teeth or in the teeth or in the bone, these toxins or these cytokines or whatever will be transported through this axon, through this nerve, into the brainstem, into the ganglia. So there are studies done by Vimy Lawscheider 30 years ago that showed if you place toxic oil into cavities of dogs or even, or even mercury, they did that in 
in the 70s, you will find the mercury within 24 hours in the hypothalamus, in the pituitary, in the ganglia, all, all over the body. So basically, the trigeminus has also a parasympathetic nervous system running with it, and it's connected to the whole autonomic nervous system, autonomous nervous system, so sympathicus, parasympathicus, with the whole body. And if you look at this meridian chart of the teeth, meridian charts from Chinese medicine or neurotherapy, acupuncture, all teeth are connected to specific organs in the body. And the wisdom tooth area is connected to the heart meridian and the small intestine, so, and to the adrenal glands. So 80% of all patients don't even know that they have the cavitation, or basically 99%, and 80% of them end up being chronic fatigued. So chronic fatigue syndrome is kind of like a usual suspect in my, in my clinic. The other 20%, I would say they are too reactive, so maybe more like a little bit anxious or shaky, kind of like a little bit of Parkinson's kind of like nervous system and have a lot of problems with the small intestines, i.e. skin problems, rashes, bloating, IBS, all these things like related to your gut system. So adrenal glands, gut system, and the heart meridian means blood circulation, cold hand, cold feet, all these things, and all oral interference or all oral organs. Every organ in the body has a dermatome, which is basically an area of the skin where it's represented. Besides the organs in your mouth and in your head, like the tonsils, the teeth, and the sinuses, they don't have a dermatome, they have a myotome. And the myotome is muscle that are straight connected to these organs. And if they're in stress, these muscles cramp extremely hard. And these muscles are the tiny or like deep neck muscles from C1 to C4. So all these patients have neck problems. And of course, also because the nerve outlet is then bad in terms of the whole body, they have chronic elbow problems, joint problems, head and neck problems, frozen shoulders. That's a big thing. And the fourth one, the fourth interference would probably be your bite because the bite is kind of like the thermal state for your whole structure in your body. And if you don't have any bite or lacking bite, a too tiny bite or the, the bite is ground, ground down because of all these prosthetics you have. If your bite height loss is only one millimeter, you have 50%, have 50 less blood flow to your brain and 50% less toxic or less flow out of your brain. So you're basically getting old and also can't detox your brain anymore because these tight neck flexes and where it all comes out and in don't work. So you're having lack of acetylcholine, neurotransmitters, and on the other side, you're storing more of the toxins in your brain. And of course, the tonsils are also big interference. So in your mouth or like that's the entrance to your body, you have the biggest microbiome. It's fourfold higher than in the rectum. Makes sense also because you need an immune system there because basically everything gets into contact with your mouth. See, like little babies, they're only their mouths. They smell everything. They, have, they try to put everything in their mouths. And basically, when you get when you come to Earth, you go through your the birth channel of your of the mom. And you get the flora, the oral, your oral microbiome will be the vaginal flora of the mom. And then the breastfeeding will help. So the microbiome changes within three days with whatever food you, with whatever food you eat. So a baby which is breastfed has a total different microbiome than, an, let's say, a 30- or 40-year-old 
male who has a few amalgam fillings, two or three root canals, and a few cavitations and lots of different metals from 20 years of dental history with a huge massive dysbiosis in the oral microbiome because we know mercury, for example, kills the good bacteria, not just in the mouth, but also further down in your gut. This is basic research. It's old school research, 30 years old. So, so um, it's nothing new. It's just more like we made like, we looked at all the data, all the research, and then all the other things, functional medicine, biohacking, health optimization, and starting from the mouth. That's why I call it health starts in your mouth, and you basically too, I reckon. Yeah, man, you cover a lot of stuff in every single section here, but yeah. it's funny, when you mentioned the trigeminal nerve too, I remember, maybe you might, when we were in school, we had to practice giving each other injections for the first time, right? We all, there was always a first time. And I remember the day that we did, everybody took turns injecting each other. I'd say about a third of the class broke out with a herpes virus yeah. uh, because it was an irritation to the trigeminal and then that, that stirred up the, the virus and then you get this outbreak. Now, you know, you, you, people get, you know, herpes zoster and shingles and all this stuff. So yeah, you can see the pathogens traveling retrograde along the, the nerve and causing problems. In fact, I don't know if you saw the article, but there was a little while ago, it came out that said that patients with Alzheimer's have the gingivitis, the P. gingivalis bacteria found in their brains. Did you see that one? No, I didn't. That's a good one. It's unbelievable. So people who have gum disease, you know, periodontitis, gingivitis, they're finding that bacteria is in their brain and is a possible contributing factor. So, Of course, all the oral micro, all the bacteria, that's basically basic knowledge also in dentistry. For example, if somebody has an endocarditis and you need a prophylaxis for this, the medical school knows that you have to give an antibiotic because it's pretty normal that if you stir up something in your mouth, maybe just by a professional cleaning or by removing a tooth or whatever, the possibility that it ends up being in your heart or another big organ is quite high. And Tom Levy, he is a, he is, I follow this guy for a long time and I've, his book, Curing the Incurable, got hooked me up on all this IV, IV testings I did let's say 10, 12 years ago when I was still an assistance doctor, having had no monies, I was doing my own research on IVs. I don't know why I was so fascinated by IV nutrients. Nowadays, it's more like common and all my patients get this, but back then it was so difficult for me to find that stuff, like vitamin C in high doses. Nobody was doing this. And also, I couldn't afford it because you don't make any money when you're an assistance doctor. So I had to start building my own IVs. So what I did was... I bought sodium or regular saline and I found glass vials that I could open. So I opened them. I bought vitamin C powder from the pharmacy and I just measured it. Was on a, I thought, okay, a buffered version of vitamin C will probably be antibacterial, so I won't die. And I wanted to try everything. I wanted to try it. 5 grams, 10 grams, 15 grams, 20 grams, up to 100, 150, 200 grams whatever, and just measured it into the saline and then and sterilized the spoon. Don't do this at home, please, but I did that. So just to find out how it works on my body, I'm able to inject myself into the vein. I'm able to put in catheters with my right arm, left arm, whatever you want to do. I'm a paramedic. So I basically, yeah, tried all these things, and that's how I learned things on my body. And because I do that for such a long time, I have quite the knowledge and test things. I'm able to use all these things. What I wanted to say is like Tom Levy, he, I don't know, let's say 
three, four, five years ago on Facebook. He had a small, like, 10-minute video before Root Cause came out, where he was already saying that, in his opinion, almost all heart problems are caused by bacteria from the oral cavity, mostly from root canal-treated teeth. I was like, dude, that's amazing. It's a heart surgeon who's telling this. And we're actually having him over, Ulrich has him over at our at the Swiss Biohealth Clinic for an education day in March. I can't wait to see him or meet him finally in person after like this, like seeing him for 10 years. And you know, Root Cause, you've probably seen the movie, but our dental colleagues were able to remove it with a petition from Netflix. So it's not possible to watch it on Netflix anymore. And yeah, I've written a book late last year, which came out in March 2019. It's called In Alamunde in Germany and will be out in March 8th, March 18th here in the US. It's going to be called It's All in Your Mouth and you can pre-order it on Amazon. And at the beginning, I got a huge shitstorm, of course, of all my, from all my dental colleagues again. Even the biggest professors from German universities were writing articles about me and about the book and about all these things from Western Prize, which existing like like ten year, like one hundred years ago, and it's still bullshit what Dr. Nishit is talking about. But it's not. And now, one year later, I'm getting all these nice feedbacks from dentists that read the book, that are open-minded, that changed their perspective on how to treat patients. And basically, all my friends from university, I was doing this in university already. I was the guy who had his, his I was doing meal preps. So I had my whole food packed. I was the crazy guy, you know? It's like, I didn't care about all these people. I just wanted to become as healthy as possible, having as much muscle as possible. And of course, they thought what he's thinking is maybe kind of crazy. And they told me back then, my friends, you have to believe in all this. And I told him, no, you don't have to believe in this. I'm a medical doctor. I will explain it to you in terms of physics, chemistry, micro, whatever, like all the, all the different medical, not medical, all the different, what is this, Naturwissenschaften, like, you know, what, how you call it, if it's physics, chemistry, biochemistry, how you call like the overall. Oh, the sciences? Yeah, just sciences. Or natural sciences. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of all natural sciences, because I'm a, I'm a medical school doctor, but I'm open-minded. And if somebody from Ayurvedic medicine tells me how he does it, or some guy from Chinese medicine, I'm also acupuncturist and neurotherapy. That's basically the same thing. Or prolotherapy, whatever you want to do with your energetic level. So I'm very interested. I'm doing this also for more than 10 years now. So I'm interested in all things healing. So you could call me a health nerd. So whatever it is, I'm open-minded and I like it. And I'm, I'm also like, I also like to discuss with medical doctors that are skeptic, but they have to be open-minded. The guys that are emotionally attacking you because you nail from the matrix because you swallowed the red pill and they don't get it at the moment. They took the blue one, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you can, I cannot discuss with them. So already five years ago when I gave a speech, like a seminar for interested dentists, I had like the blast of the day and I changed their lives. And then at the end, I had to give one speech on the regular podium in front of 150 dentists that are like the regular dentists. They were like 30 minutes after my speech, but still attacking me emotionally. And I, I quitted this. So I was kind of probably expecting that I will have a little bit of a shitstorm for the book at the beginning. But we finally we managed it to have like a huge a huge reach in Germany, and it's just my mission to help people getting healthy, like optimal healthy. So that's how I, the book yeah. wasn't was, wasn't on my bucket list. They found me through YouTube, and I just wrote it. And I'm now super happy that it's coming to the US, and it also comes to China and French Canada because 
I didn't even do that. The, all the publishing, uh, the publishing companies have to be interested. Only 1% of all German books are actually translated to the US, and I think only 0.001% to China. So wow. it, it should resonate, it actually resonates with a lot of people, and it's written for the layman. And yeah, the people like it and love it, and I think it's the right timing to finally tell people that the mouth is part of your overall body and actually the entrance to it. And everything we're talking about is also starting there already. And you cannot biohack your way around this. You know that. Yeah. I know you can't biohack dental health. It's funny because I see a lot of people on Facebook groups. They're saying, oh, I've got a toothache. How do I, do I shine some red light on there? Do I go buy an ozone machine? You know, do I take supplements? I go, you know, you know and we know that the mouth is generally hard, you know, hard tissue. And, and sometimes you, you have to go to a professional to actually get the solutions. But and it's interesting when I think of dentistry, and and you've talked about this before too. Traditional dentistry, or even the, in the beginnings of it, it was a profession of repairing. You had a problem, you had a hole in your tooth, you drill something out, you put a material to keep the tooth solid so you can chew on it, and you repair it, and and you move on. You're missing a tooth, you put in a bridge, whatever. You you, you put a denture, you repair the problem. But I think your approach now. And I think this is why I'm, I'm so fascinated is because you've taken a profession of repairing and turned it into a profession of healing. Yes. And it's the perfect location to start the healing because obviously, like you said, health starts in your mouth. It's the first point of entry for nutrition. And you know that's how we get nutrients in our bodies through the mouth. Well, obviously with sunlight as well too on the skin, but you know, for food and, and diet, I yeah. think it's a, it's a perfect, you know, match made in heaven, they say in the U.S., like of how to help someone get better by focusing on the, on the place where it all starts. Yeah, and basically because we are from the, like you said, we just repaired things. We saw the teeth as just something not living anymore. And that's why we like installed all these different things like old school, like different materials, a lot of metals. You could market it pretty well if it's for the movie Terminator, but it's not so great for health. And yeah, from if, of course, traditional dentistry, if it's just for repairing, of course you have to go to the dentist and then the focus will be, of course you can buy it on a root canal, but then you don't focus on health. On the healing. Maybe on the healing side, maybe for six months or maybe a year, your body is able to compensate, depends on the stage. Of course, I have a clientele which is very, very specific. I have super chronic sick patients and I have high-performance athletes and CEOs and people that are or biohackers or health optimizers, people that are interested in optimal health that are coming for prevention. So the mainstream is probably not too, yeah, not too many mainstream patients there. So it's, of course, a different view and I, I developed all this. So that, yeah. that, it's too specific, but still, everybody can go there and has a perspective. So if a patient comes now to me and tells me he has, a, he has pain in his teeth, all these things, I look at his teeth real quick and see, okay, first of all, your teeth look great. Why are your teeth hurting? What is your problem? What about the diet? What about your vitamin D3 level? We, have, we are able to check vitamin D3 chair side, so we will know in 10 minutes if he is above the 70 nanograms that we suggest to be on lifetime. The vitamin D3 level is something we will have patients send in. And the average is 30 to 60 nanograms per milliliter if you do the blood work. And we want to have it at least at 60 to 100, which is optimal ranges. And oh, if yeah. a patient, and then the patient, you will check it 10 minutes later. 
vitamin D3 level is 23. I know he doesn't have his lifestyle covered. He changed. Yeah. They're probably getting an amino acid, a lack of amino acids. They may be a vegan who doesn't know how to do a vegan. I'm not against veganism, of course not. But I know so much about food and diet, I even have my own food design and basically concept. It's all just explaining all these different mindsets. So everything about ketogenic, all about intermittent fasting, all about vegan, vegan, whatever you want to call the mindset. You basically just have to know how and when to use it. That's basically what it is. And uh, food design is only 10 pages long. In the book, it's 40 pages because we're also covering neurotransmitters. And I'm giving big seminars for dentists and naturopathic doctors and coaches about food. Because this is basically where, where it all started. And this is how you can call it the health in your mouth. Like you said, it's health starts in your mouth. It's basically what you, put, what you should put in there. But also, we have to see what shouldn't be in there and how to replace it as minimal invasive with the most biocompatible stuff and also pre-treating the patient. And this is basically what we do. So we are now so, doing so this. So hold that thought. I, 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 wanna, I want to walk you through. I want you to walk me through a scenario here. Like a new so, patient coming in? Yeah. So let's say I'm the patient. I'm, I'm, let's say I'm a 50-year-old male, married, kids, work, job, life. I have a history of dentistry, silver fillings when I was a teenager. I had a few teeth taken out. Maybe let's say, you know, I either had a trauma or, you know, bad diet, deep cavity, the tooth failed, they took it out, never fixed that, or I have a partial denture, or I had some wisdom teeth taken out. And then I'm, I'm a 50-year-old guy, let's say, example, and I'm chronic fatigue, lower back pain, anxious, sometimes depressed, gut problems. And I call you in your office. I say, I want to come see you. So that's, that's what, would be, what would be the process? Yeah, you just described the usual suspect. That's basically how all the patients coming in. So our process is different because I cannot see patients anymore for initial checkups. So everything is virtually at the beginning. And at least 50% of all my patients are coming from U.S. or like all over the world. At least 50%. I would say tendency is more and more and more because it's so, probably it's so specialized. So what, they do, what we initially ask for is your current panoramic x-ray. You filled the filled out medical questionnaire, which you can download on our website, and your vitamin D3 and LDL blood work also should be a current one. If all the data comes in, I will sit down, that's basically what I did the whole day today, sit down, look at the panoramic, and draw into the panoramic the cavitations I'm suspecting, the root canals I'm replacing with ceramic implants. If there's metal fittings, I will mark those as metal fittings or what we need to do to it so that, so that they have before and after panoramic and in the virtual in the email and the planning mail that's how we call it there's basically the whole set the whole procedure the appointment one then next day maybe appointment one will always be initial examination like all the dental stuff we will do cone beam the regular dental stuff dental stuff photo taking photos intro all photos cone beam panoramic impressions whatever everything we need then on the second day we will probably remove the, the metals under special precautions. You will get your first IV nutrients. And this is all set up. Then the third day will be the all-in-one surgery where we will plan to remove all cavitations, all root canals replaced by ceramic implants if possible. If you have titanium implants, we will remove the titanium implants wow. and replace it with ceramic implants and all metals, of course. And then we will install temporaries where possible. 
and there you get an IV on this day. We will use APF membranes, which are, we will take blood, we'll have a blood spin, an IV before surgery. The blood we will spin to make membranes, which contain stem cells, which contain growth factors, and we'll place those to help with tissue and bone healing. And basically, the whole clinic is set up as a health optimization clinic to bring you into, into parasympathetic mode as soon as fast as possible. We take out all the garbage, which will help your body get out of chronic sympathetic nervous system into the healing mode, which is parasympathetic. If you have oral interference, you will always be in fight and flight mode. The more some people are even 100% in fight and flight mode all the time for 30 years. And fight and flight means the opposite of rest and digest, which is parasympathetic. So by taking out oral interference, doing this super minimal invasive with all these stuff covered, and then placing new things, very minimal invasive, with pizza surgery, whatever, they, they will, every interference I remove on this whole day of surgery or two days of surgery, they will get better and better and better and heal over the day already. So on the next day, the fulfilling part for me is besides achieving nice surgery and helping without any massive pains on the next day they will tell me all the things you basically just mentioned oh i have this chronic gut problem i have brain fog i'm depressed and then they will tell you like 80 percent of all my symptoms are gone already one day later and this is the truly fulfilling part when you're not a dentist anymore which most people hate to go to although i have to go to the dentist today my patients, they're looking forward to this because before they see me for this all-in-one concept which I just described, like this whole week of health optimization, they start by changing their lifestyle. It's also in the email. There's my food design concept, which is basically a green chart and a red chart, which you can just follow. It's, of course, generalized, and I will individualize it after the surgery because then I know you. Then they use the bone healing protocol, which is the micronutrients. So food is first, micronutrient timing. And then micronutrient tuning, and I've developed the bone healing protocol, which is basically based on 20,000 I use of vitamin D3 a day, plus all cofactors necessary, not just magnesium and vitamin K2. All SNPs are covered. Most patients that are chronic sick or need optimization have some kind of SNPs. They cannot methylate very well. So that's all included in the supplements I designed. Then some of them have cryptopyroluria, chronic infections, vitamin D3 receptor. Don't make it too complicated. It's an all-in-one approach. So they have the micronutrients. They tune with a lot of protein, amino acids. And when they present for surgery, their vitamin D3 level is above 70 and their LDL cholesterol is below 120. So they're already in boost mode so they can heal. Then they get all these IVs, minimal invasive treatments. The whole clinic is set up to be optimizing Whatever IV you come, it comes to mind, if it's vitamin C, magnesium, procaine, NAD, whatever we need, we will use. We have ozone, a major auto-hemotherapy, which is ozone IV, which, if possible, the next thing I'm working on is what you mentioned at the beginning. I'm working on bringing a hyperbaric oxygen chamber into this, and within the next two months, red light panels, PEMF, this is the next level things. So a few more recovery biohacks, and then it's a full-round biohacking lab, but it's not a biohacking lab. It's a health clinic, which is also using a few tools from biohacking, but basically it's all focused around taking out interference, but not by destroying patients, but by helping the patient and the body being super anabolic and, and, yeah, and heal as, as perfectly as possible. So... This is maybe the walkthrough. You then have the email. You know everything. You also know like a rough estimate of the cost. You know how the protocols work. 
And then you can decide, do you want to do this? Is this your approach? Yes or no? I don't convince anybody. And I think you should never convince anybody. It either resonates with you and your, and your health journey. Then I'm there to help you get to the next level or maybe get to five levels higher. Because for all, if it's chronic Lyme disease, if it's MS, if it's Hashimoto's, whatever kind of symptom you have, calling the Dietrich up, Joachim Mutto, Thomas Rao, you name all these guys, 70% at least of all chronic disease starts in your mouth. So you have to have this as foundational work. And we can do this now, biocompatible, super melaninvasive. So I remove root canals, place ceramic implants right away, which are healing stones and replace your teeth. And also they, they, keep, your, they keep your gum and tissue and bone. So it's the perfect socket preservation. We call it socket preservation 2.0 or bone growing implants. And it's also not focused about the implant. It's only focused about on your optimal health. So of course I have to clean the socket after removing the root canal as minimal invasive as possible. If I don't have to do any cuts, I won't do any cuts. We will use ozone, huge amounts of ozone with the cavitations, with the root canals. I will clean it with procaine and other neurotherapeutical remedies. So, and if the bone and teeth and all the cavitations are found, everything is clean. We use the membranes and then if there's bone, we will place the implant, but only then. Why? Because it saves time. You don't have any pain. You don't need another surgery. You have teeth right away and it keeps the socket. Yeah. So for example, if there's a tooth sticking into your sinus, you know, if you take out a tooth, the sinus will blow up and you will have no bone left. So if you have any possibility of keeping bone and anatomy, uh, conserve bone and anatomy, of course I will do the implant. And I, but of course, I'm, I'm one of the top five guys worldwide for doing ceramic immediates. And having done over 3,000, I have quite a few under my belt. For me, this is just second nature. And this is why I have to, that is why we also train a lot of dentists. And Oregon myself, we have the curriculum in place. And I'm also always looking for more apprentices that are really looking to do this. Like the whole, it's a whole concept. Yeah. You basically have to live this. If you don't live this and if you don't start with yourself first, in my opinion, the doctor has to practice first, preach, or what is it? Practice, practice what, you, what preach, you preach. Yeah. Walk the talk or, talk or whatever you say. I do all these things. My lifestyle, my nutrition, it's on point. I don't have any lack of micronutrients. I'm searching for sleep optimization. Everything. Of course, you call me a biohacker. But yeah, this is just what I did do for the last 17 years just to find out and figure out how to, yeah, yeah. to see to get to the next level. So all dentists, basically, if you know all this information, you know that it's really science-based, most of the things. Of course, I'm also a fan of the woo-woo stuff. I like esoterics. I like Chinese medicine. And Chinese medicine, by the way, is not woo-woo stuff. Even if it's sometimes called for, even if meridians are still woo-woo, they are medically pro-proven. So no worries here. And it's 2,000 years old or older, so it works. And even if that is not conventional, and if you can see like this, like 200 years ago, or 500 years ago, the earth wasn't round, it was just a plate. So if you told people then it's round, you're the crazy guy. And all people turn against you being Agent Smith. Same here. We took the red pill. We see we're a little bit more open-minded. 
And for me, the university was just the entrance card. And it's a very important entrance card because you learn a lot and you learn the basics, but you just learn the basics and then you will work from there. And every doctor who tells me that he's doing the same thing for the last 25 years, I just would probably leave the door initially because I'm learning new things every day. And that's the fascinating part. And also for myself personally, because I want to hack the shit out of it, of my life and have like my top priority is health. It has to be health for all your patients too. And of course, all, for all my patients, it's health. So I'm only looking for health. And it, like, like it's in the Bible, you find what you're searching for. If you, sign, if you search for sickness, you will find sickness. But I'm just searching for your health and we will find stuff to optimize it. And the good thing is it's an investment in, in, into your health. You can never drop below zero. So if you do investments with money, you can always fall way below zero. But with this, you can it's either preventative or you have to do it because you're already chronic sick and you have chronic Lyme, for example, in terms of who is the one, the best guy for Lyme disease and autism. He cannot even treat patients with the mouth full of interference. It's not possible because it's the dysbiosis which sustains Borrelia and Lyme and, and other things. And you basically have to get back to a much diversified microbiome and take out all the garbage. That's basically what we do, help, help your body and by taking out interference and then it will heal itself. And if you use all yeah, better living through science tools available in terms of lifestyle, nutrition, micronutrients, peptides, NAD, IVs, ozone, whatever, it will fast forward these things. These things. That's basically what we do. And the mission this year will be to spread this internationally. And yeah, it's basically already happening with the book. And yeah, I'm coming to the Upgrade Labs with Tim. And also Tim, he found me through his journey. And he's talking about dental stuff. He started with the amalgams. And lately we did his surgery. So he was also seeing a lot of dentists. I still found cavitations. We had to remove the wisdom teeth. And he's totally fine. But I know that normally there's patient confidentially here, but... If I tell about patients and naming those, they told me specifically, you're allowed to talk. And so he, he has seen so many dentists and I just looked at his scans like I do for all my patients, like at his panoramics. And I, I drew in all the things I, I suspect as interference. And we started by doing a few things and he's already way more healthy. And yeah. So... We'll have, right. a, we'll have actually have a meet. He has planned a meetup for biological dentistry. I don't know if you've seen it. He has this biohacker London community. So he's yeah. the guy with the health organization. And through this, because he came there to me, we actually became super good friends because we are kind of like brothers from different mothers. We have the same mission, just helping patients with the stuff we, we learn. It's kind of like a moral obligation to spread all the news or all the infos. Yeah, I'm coming with him to the upgrade labs and of course, everybody should follow all these good dudes like Dave Asprey. He's the Upgrade Labs guy, right? Mm-hmm. And Paleo FX. I don't know if I will make it, but I try to go there too. And then, of course, I'm going to do the Health Optimization Summit. So it's everything all about spreading the news. And also, of course, for me, it's very – I love it to, to get in touch with other like-minded people like you or Scott, you recently interviewed. Like all, I call them – Wolves. So Tim is a wolf of mine. And all these doctors, they have big egos maybe. But I think now is the time to kill all these egos and all the alpha wolves should join 
and make like a huge wolf pack. And I think Tim did a great job with the Hells Optimization Summit because basically that's the wolf pack I was searching for. And now I'm just telling, I'm just giving my experience and my knowledge to everybody else and don't hold anything back. So I'm very open-minded and, and very happy to, yeah, to give all the information. And yeah, because the goal is to help as many patients as possible, people as possible to get really, really healthy. That's really a moral obligation. And everybody yeah, normally has that as a doctor or as a healer, right? Yeah, I mean, I just want people listening to understand the difference between what you're doing and the normal person that says, oh, I have a dentist appointment tomorrow. They go there, they get their teeth cleaned. The dentist says, oh, you have a cavity here. Let me just fill it for you real quick. And you go about your day. I mean, there's a huge difference here between just kind of fixing little problems versus coming at the kind of gestalt, right? The whole big picture, the focus on removing toxins and root causes, no pun intended, but all the things that, that are going wrong is, you know, it's kind of like biohacking. It's like approaching each different problem and eliminating them until you get the desired result. And I think, and then obviously optimizing the, the good stuff and making sure that the body is able to promote yes. its own healing. We're yes. getting close to the end here, but I want to do one more question here. And you mentioned this. When I was training and doing implants, obviously the big thing was titanium, you know, metal implants. And that's what people think about. They say, oh, I'm going to get a metal screw in my jaw or my mouth or, I, you know. But you speak of these interferences. And I know with, with biohacking and, you know, all these things about EMF concerns and metals. You know, even also I was trained on gold. I don't know. Did they teach you with gold as well too? And one of the things I was going to do is actually change some of my feelings to gold, but you're, you're saying no metals at all. So, so tell me a little bit about ceramic implants versus titanium and, and, and gold. I thought gold was a good material, but what are your thoughts on these and EMF and, and problems? Yes. Very good question and a big one because EMF is getting huge and we have a lot of patients that are electrosensitive. They are electrosensitivity is increasing tremendously. It's, yeah, and we have 3G, 4G in some place, I don't know about LA, but 5G is on the rise. And for example, titanium implant. So every metal is an antenna. Even tiny mercury particles that are in your brain or that you like the fumes that are somewhere stored in your body will act as antenna if there's electromagnetic fields. That's just normal. And a titanium implant will be doing the same. And a gold crown will be doing the same. So a gold crown in the 80s or 90s where there was no cell phones was probably not a problem. But nowadays, where you're like in Wi-Fi all day long and you have 4G, 5G coming up, you're in interference. And what it is, there's a study showing that if you, if you um, have a cell phone in your hand and you normally the electromagnetic fields come from the tower to the cell phone and back. If you have just a little bit of metal in your mouth, it will go to the cell phone and then into the metal to the mouth, amplifies to four, up until 400 to 700 fold, interfering with your whole little electronic current which you have in your body, like totally disrupting your nervous system basically, making you maybe just electrosensitive, which would be probably the least bad thing, but could do everything in terms of symptoms for your body, even like just falling down, having a heart attack. And also what we know is a titanium implant in 4G already, if you, if you have a call on a cell phone, it will heat up itself by 4 degrees Celsius, which means it's high fever around the titanium implant. This is why when we remove titanium implants, which I do, I remove all titanium implants, 
I have to actually, you will always find big holes around them in the bone. Sometimes it feels like cooked bone or cavitations or something like this. It's, of course, it's not 100%, but a lot of people are anyways allergic, not allergic, but hyperreactive to titanium or you say intolerant to titanium. Some people even say it's an allergy. But the science but, is still but the titanium they use it also in like hip replacements and joints. No, no worries. But metal in your body—it's not just the mouth. Every metal. There's not a good idea to place metal in your in your body. Besides, want to be Terminator. But in nowadays world where there's EMF everywhere and people getting sensitive, if you have that stuff installed, this could disrupt your whole sleep cycle. This can bring you into chronic fight and flight all day long. Just because you're in your walking antenna, just think about being a walking antenna, but also just murky particles or just a little bit of gold, whatever could be an antenna. So that's why we are doing no metals and ceramic implants, zirconium dioxide is a ceramic, which is totally neutral. There is no free electrons, so there is no current. You can do, you can do cell phone calls with ceramic implants in your mouth and ceramic implants also have the great thing installed. They only also integrate in a healthy body and environment that is actually able to build tissue and bone and teeth. And of course, your body is able to build teeth. That's why I initially don't drill a hole, even if I see an initial cavity. The initial cavity is just a sign for, it's kind of like an osteoporotic tooth, but it's, yeah, it's the same thing. It's a mineral deficiency. It's related to insulin and blood sugar and, of course, also the wrong diet, but basically it's a lack of vitamin D3, sunlight and minerals and amino acids. So of course your body is able to rebuild bone and tissue and also teeth, but not if it's lacking things. And if you, for example, forgot to eat enough amino acids for the last 30 years and you're feeding yourself on highly inflammatory foods, of course your body is not able to build tissue and also it won't be able to integrate ceramic implants or rebuild cavitations. That's why the food design or the, this initial lifestyle change and micronutrient tuning is so important for the upcoming all-in-one surgical or health optimization week, how I call it, in our office. And of course, also, I having, I'm having a, an awareness-based health food concept store called Juicery in the, in the town where I'm able to have my passion live, which is basically I can source out everything 100% all organic, ecological, locally grown. And it's not a vegan shop, but it's also, you can do it as a vegan, you can do it as a vegan, you can do it as whatever mindset you have. It's, it's more like awareness space. It, yeah, we managed it as a, as a species to like within the last 150 years, not live like we like we supposed to we basically made our environment like anti anti-human can you say that like yeah how would you call it we have we have managed to make it an anti-human environment no more light indoors all day fake lights electrosensitivity like a laboratory like a laboratory and we're talking about a whole like the animals should be like pasture-raised and not in cages, but basically we, it's maybe a little bit exaggerated, but that's what we did. So biohacking or health optimization is also just basically this, go back to nature. And of course, if you're not living in nature and on a hill and you cannot jump in like a cold river, then you do the ice bath because it helps. 
Or if you cannot live like you in LA, like I do, I live in Germany right now where there is no sun. Of course, I take vitamin D3. And of course, I try to go out in sun and I use the red lights and, I use, and I'm wearing you know, the, the blue blocks and I'm trying to manage sleep and all these things. Basically, what I'm doing is just go back to nature. And if there's 5G is coming, I'm not the paranoid guy, type of guy. I'm the opposite. All my peers are a little bit more in the, they're more, their mindset is more like better paranoid than naive. But my mindset is I want to have fun. So I want to have live in this world. And I like to have an iPhone. I like to have all these things possible. But I want to know when and how to use what the dosage is that I can tolerate. And I'm going by the, by, if these things are too strong, I'm too weak because we as humans are massive adaptive machines or like species. So we will adapt to all these things, but maybe we have to do a little bit more and have to think about what can we do to optimize ourselves more in terms of how we actually are because we're pretty much spiritual species and not machines. And we're living like machines right now, should go more into nature. And basically what we do, like you see all these hunter-gatherer tribes that are still there, they work only 12 hours a week and this is hunting. And the rest of the time they're outside, like almost naked. They probably sing and they eat together and they tell stories. This is basically what we have to do. So of course we can biohack that and doing ayahuasca and all these spiritual things and maybe go back. But basically everything what we have to do is go back to nature. And if you have your mouth full of terminated stuff, yeah, like metal pieces and things you can bite on, of course, but it's an endoscopic. What is what did Terminator say? I'm a skin over a, what is this a nice cyborg or something or yeah i don't know he's an endoskeleton like, i don't know yeah i think i know exoskeleton yeah he has an exoskeleton over like metals and stuff of course this is not healthy and nowadays it's even worse because of this chronic loaded environment with emfs just it's just basic electrophysics having a metal in your mouth will produce electrosensitivity nowadays it makes it worse if you phone, if you phone call. But also in the mouth you have currents because the saliva is pretty much a liquid that like leads or it's can it can be a battery, a voltage measure. Conductive, if yeah. It's conductive. If you have a titanium implant and a gold abutment on top, it's like the worst you can do. You can measure up to three point five volts volts, which basically run a battery. You can see we can probably talk here for more than two weeks now. And it will never stop being interested. Yeah. It's like a rabbit hole. I mean, you could just keep going deeper and deeper with the stuff. It's a huge rabbit hole, and I'm very happy to spread the news and help and tell all the stories and everything. Yeah. But now it's getting, and I want to wake up at 5 a.m. and now it's almost close to 10 because I go to I have a workout in the morning because also yeah. I, have a, I have a family, three kids, a wife, and all these different companies and clinics. Yeah, and yeah, man. Meet Need a little meat time, and as biohacking my sleep, I'm wearing right now these blue blocks because I'm sitting in front of the computer, and it's after 7 p.m., so I'm not disrupting my deep sleep because I need the seven hours <laughs> yeah. to smash. Yeah, you, you don't need to tell me. I mean, this is my passion is the sleep biohacking. I mean, that's my thing on Instagram. But I was going to ask you about sleeping, but you're already doing that. I can see you on the video here. You've got your blue blocking glasses. You're getting ready for bed. I know it's late there. I think we covered a lot, man. This was a lot of fun. Hopefully for people listening out there, they can get a better appreciation of maybe what's going on in their mouth. I mean, just like you said, we're a little bit spiritual. We should have a little bit more awareness. 
about what we're eating, what's what's in our mouth, what, what the total toxic burden or toxic load is. I think yeah. the word we were talking looking for earlier was we live a, a life of captivity. We're like we're we're indoor people too much, and we just need to get outdoor and more connected with nature. And I think that's going to help us all around. I mean, you can't beat that, right? Yeah, of course not. But maybe okay. you can live a little bit longer and basically as healthy as possible. For and sure. if you sell get older than 30, that's the goal here. You can measure all these things, use better living through science approach, and then, yeah, it's a good thing. And it's don't be paranoid. It's all fun. And it's all will always be Yeah, and if you have any symptoms, just see it as a challenge, not as a problem. You have to train your brain for this, but it's amazing if you can do that and your body's so great. Yeah, just Awesome, great. man. Well, I think that's a wrap there. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm happy we were able to get this done. I want everyone to start paying more attention to, I, I mean, I've always wanted everyone to start paying attention to, to their mouths, but even more so now uh, with this information. So I look forward to seeing you when you come out to LA. I can't wait to hang out together and have a good night or good night, right? Good night, yeah. We see each other at the upgrade labs. For sure, time. man. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, we made it to the end. And is your mind numb from all the mental Novocaine that Dr. Dome just injected into it? And just as a quick side note, I know I use the word Novocaine and my patients still come in saying, are you going to use Novocaine on me? But I'll tell you a quick little history. Novocaine was actually first produced in 1905 by a German chemist named Alford Einhorn. He invented it to be used for amputations and was disappointed when he discovered that dentists were using it for procedures and actually discouraged them from using it. Surprisingly, Novocaine has not been used in dental offices since the 1980s, mostly because of its potential for allergic reactions, which can be sometimes severe. These days, we actually use something called lidocaine. Okay, enough dental geeking out. As you can tell, Dr. Dome is 100% legit, and if you learned anything, it might be to start paying more attention to what's in your mouth, and perhaps it might be causing you more harm than good. Thanks again for making it all the way to the end of the show. And as always, if you want to learn more about me or my sleep recommendations or my habits or routines or rituals or ways to optimize your life, follow me on my Instagram account at sleepbiohacker. And lastly, if you found this show or any of the shows that I've done in the past helpful or beneficial, please feel free to share with a friend or two or hit the subscribe button or leave a review. Any of those things will help drive traffic and attention to the show, which means more people will come on the show that I can then share with you and we can all learn together. And with that said, I hope you have the best night ever. This broadcast is for informational purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this show are not medical advice. The show, including Dr. Jay Crisandi, the co-host, guest, and the producers disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of any information contained herein. Opinions of the guests are their own. We do not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests, nor do we make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a licensed physician.